0: Thanks to everyone for coming out this Sunday afternoon, 5 o'clock. Thanks to those who download these talks, as podcasts, from iTunes. We invite you to correspond with us. Give us your feedback, your commentaries by emailing us at utahchristians@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd also like to thank those that have taken our membership, which is online on our website at utahchristians.org. Couldn't do what we do without your help and support. Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, He's the founder, Acharya, of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Today we'd like to talk to you about uncomfortable situations. We try to avoid them like anything, but they keep getting thrust upon us. We're not getting our way. We're dealing with a person who's very, very hard to get along with. We're late for an appointment. We're bogged down in traffic, haven't moved in a half an hour. Much as we don't like it, Krishna allows uncomfortable situations. And when we get put under pressure... It shows what we're made of. It shows our quality. It brings to light impurities in our character that we need to deal with. It shows us weaknesses in our character, areas that keep us from being our best. The Bhagavad Gita, or Song of God, starts with Arjuna in an extremely uncomfortable situation. Would you agree with me that having to kill your teachers, your cousin brothers and your relatives would be an uncomfortable situation? Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And yet, I'll give you an example Say you're a policeman, you get a call, there's a bank being robbed, shots are fired, people are on the ground. You arrive at the scene, you see the perpetrator exiting the bank and going away from you, running down an alley. You give pursuit, you draw your grunt, you take a bead on his back, you shout, stop, or I'll shoot. He doesn't stop running, he keeps on running, but he turns towards you so that you see his face for the first time and it's your brother. Uncomfortable situation? But you cannot shy away from an uncomfortable situation. You cannot let your bodily relationship, your kinship with that person, keep you from doing your duty. As distasteful and as uncomfortable it may seem to be, you have a higher allegiance. You're a representative of the government. You're a representative of law and order. Your duty is to protect the innocent citizens and put the bad guys in jail or if they resist do whatever you have to do.
1: Similarly, Arjuna
0: was facing his cousins, his brothers, his relatives, but they were threatening the peace and tranquility and prosperity of the world. They were on the dark side. So Arjuna initially had a hesitancy. Well, Krishna, I don't want to do this because it's uncomfortable. And Krishna said, character is not constructed in comfort. The fact that it's uncomfortable means that you're about to go to a whole new level if you respond in the correct way. It may not be comfortable you kill your relatives, your friends and your teachers, but we do things in the civilized Aryan society not on the basis of comfort, not on the basis of bodily kinship, not on the basis of temporary considerations, but on the basis of Dharma, eternal truth and righteousness. So sure, it's not going to be comfortable, but it has to be done. And Arjuna went to a whole new level by agreeing with Krishna he went to a whole new level and we also can go to a whole new level by following the steps that Krishna walks Arjuna through from being uncomfortable from being hesitant to do his duty to having all those doubts cleared away and then finally being firm and fixed and prepared to act in fact 5000 years ago Arjuna was so much of an instrument he was so clairvoyant he was so transparent He dedicated his mind, his body, his words, every ounce of his energy in the service of Krishna. Uh, uh. And the result is described that when it came time for him to quit the world, he ascended to the spiritual world in his very, very same body. He didn't have to die, he didn't have to leave a body, he didn't have to get resurrected. His body was so surcharged it had become 100% spiritualized by serving Krishna with every faculty at his disposal that he actually went back to the spiritual world in his self-same body. (laughs) We're all subjected to uncomfortable situations but there's a purpose behind them. The purpose is to test our character. Every traffic jam, every person in front of us in line at the grocery store, I'm sure you all experience getting in the fast lane at the grocery store, 15 items, right? But the person in front of you, she has 32 items. How do you know? Because you count every one of them. Not only that, she's an elderly lady and she gets to talking to the clerk back and forth and back and forth. Finally, the clerk has rung up all her eyes and she gives her a toe. Only then... Does this lady does it occur to her to start looking for her purse, looking in her purse for a means of payment? She'll spend another ten or fifteen minutes one you know trying to pull out her checkbook or a credit card or whatever. It wouldn't have occurred to her to do all that in the beginning of the line in order to facilitate things. No, it's all got to be done after she gets a total. That's something that irks me. That's something that I'm trying to deal with in my life also. And how about the coworker who irritates you? Every time that you're tempted to worry, every time you're tempted to be critical, every time you're tempted to be jealous, or every time you're tempted to be discouraged, these are not random occurrences in your life. But it's Krishna or God testing your quality, giving you opportunities to grow. A lot of people get stuck at the same level because they're not dealing with what Krishna brings to light. The next time someone blows up at you in public for no good reason, blows off a head of steam, accuses you of this and that and the other thing, stinks up the whole place, try biting your tongue, let them blow off all the steam they want, have their say, and don't provoke them by adding to the fire. You know what you just did? You passed the test. Krishna wants a relationship with each and every one of us, a deep, intimate, meaningful, resonating relationship. And so He's not going to leave us with our shortcomings. He's going to take away some of our shortcomings. He's going to mold us. He's going to refine us. He's going to work with us in order to get us to be the best that we possibly be. So instead of going through a a disappointment and being discouraged and getting resentful about something that didn't go your way, say, this is temporary. This is only a test. This is meant for my good. In this society nowadays, and especially in America, there's always this tension between comfort and character. Character is never built under circumstances of comfort. It's said, if you feel comfortable, it means you're going downhill. Uh, uh, If things go your way all the time, if things are predictable, if there are outcomes that you had planned for, then there's no construction of character. In our culture, the great spiritual scientists, they call voluntarily subjecting yourself to discomfort in the interest of, of developing character, they call that tapasya. We don't always feel like getting up in the pre-dawn hours, but we do it to build character. We don't always feel like taking a cold shower, at least ending the shower with a blast of cold water, but we do it to build character. Not every day do we feel like chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Hare. But we do it in order to build character. Uh, these are all tests. And if we pass the test day by day by day by day, we incur the special favor and mercy of the Lord. Yudhishthira, the eldest of the Pandava brothers, he, they went ahead, they won the battle, they destroyed the forces of evil, and they ruled very righteously and very piously over the kingdom for about 30 years. And then they passed it on to their son, and the Pandavas themselves decided to renounce worldly things, and they started north along the Himalayan pass. Early in their journey, a little dog came up and attached itself to Mars, Yudhishthira. Day after day, as they rose higher and higher, got colder and colder and colder, that little dog just was right there by Yudhishthira's side. Eventually, they came into the deep depths of the Himalayas, and a chariot from the kingdom of God descended and alighted on the path right before them. The charioteer said, Yudhishthira, please ascend. I'm here to take you back home, back to Godhead. Yudhishthira began to get up and as he'd done for so many days and weeks before the little dog started and the chariot said no, no, no. You get on the chariot but the dog has to stay behind. There are no dogs allowed in the kingdom of God. So Yudhishthira said he was willing to pass up going to the kingdom of God. He said either we both go or neither one of us go. He was not willing to take the fidelity, the faithfulness, the loyalty of that dog for granted. But he was willing to even give up his own salvation in order to be true to the sentiments that the dog had expressed to him. At that moment, the kettle drum sounded, flowers showered down from the heavens, and the demigod said, Haribo, Haribo, Haribo. And that dog transformed itself into Yamaraj, the Lord of Justice, who was none other than the father of Yudhisthira. Keep your joy. If things don't work out in the natural, it means that Krishna has something supernatural in my future. One mistake we often make is we try to pray away the very things that Krishna wants to use. God, I shouldn't have to put up with this condescending co-worker, this nitpicking supervisor, he treats me like dirt. I've got a right to go in there tomorrow morning and tell him off, read him his rights. Has it occurred to you that Krishna caused that person to cross your path on purpose? To do a work in you, to test your quality? You may not like it, but that supervisor is an opportunity for you to grow. Like sandpaper, sandpaper can hurt, but it can also rub off the rough edges and cause you to be smooth. Krishna uses the people in our life, our spouse, our children, our friends, to show us areas in which we need to improve. We pray, Krishna, you've got to change these teenagers. They're about to drive me crazy. But here, read with me what Lao Tzu says. If you want to awaken all of humanity, then awaken all of yourself. If you want to eliminate the suffering in the world, then eliminate all that is dark and negative in yourself. Truly, the greatest gift you have to give is that of your own transformation. The key is to look inside and say, Krishna, how can I change? How can I learn to be more forgiving? How can I learn to be more considerate, more compassionate, more patient, more understanding? Don't ever ask Krishna... To change someone else without first asking him to change you. Someone says, Cheru, my wife, she just knows, we've been married 10, 20, 25, 30 years, she really knows how to push my buttons. She really knows how to aggravate me and keep me, get me going. But if you change yourself, if you allow God to mold you and refine you, those buttons won't work anymore. Those buttons can be pushed over and over and over and over again, but you'll stay in peace. You'll stay in joy if you're a better quality of a person. Go ahead and pass those tests. Every time you overlook an offense, that's passing a test. Every time you bite your tongue, that's passing a test. Every time you let someone else be right, even though you know they're wrong, that's passing a test. And when you do these things, you're allowing God to make you and mold you into the kind of person he wants you to be. I've learned He's more interested in changing us than He is in changing our circumstances. Sometimes it looks like God's not interested in us. Sometimes it looks like God turned His back on us. Sometimes it looks like we're buried up to our head, up to our neck in troubles, that no one's batting for us, we're not getting any of the breaks, but when we have radical troubles and radical challenges, and when we're radically uncomfortable, if we learn to see it as temporary and to see it as a test, and we pass the test, then we get radical benefits. Doing the right thing when it's hard. Being happy when a coworker gets the promotion that you deserve. That's hard, Right? To genuinely wish them well when you felt that that should have been your promotion. That's hard. But if you do it, you'll get a radical harvest. A radical reward. Your plane leaves in 30 minutes, you're 10 miles from the airport, and you're in gridlock traffic. If you stay calm, that's pretty radical. Not many people can do that under those circumstances. But if uh, if you're radically calm when most people are radically upset, then you'll get a radical harvest. Anytime the spirit goes higher, the flesh has to go lower. We'll never see our character fully developed if we're getting our way all the time. The next time that you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation, instead of fighting it, have the attitude, I must need this or I wouldn't be here now. I must need this irritating person in my life or he wouldn't be in my life in the first place. It's Sunday and some of you might be eager to Put the service, you know, go to church, do the service, but go home, and watch one of the professional football games at home. You've really been looking forward to that. You're eager to that. After the service, you go out, you go home, you turn on the TV, you get your favorite chair, you get your popcorn, your big, your big gulp, you get the remote control, and it's just time for the coin toss, and you're so excited. This is the game you've been waiting for. The team that you're cheering for is going for the playoffs, and you hear a knock on the door open the door and it's, Hi, we're your new neighbors and we just moved in and we'd like to come in and visit with you and get to know you. So there's two ways you can react. You can react radically. You can radically adjust. You can radically adapt yourself and invite them. Yeah, please, come on in. Let me just turn on the TV. Let's sit down and get to know each other. That's one way to react. The other way to react is, we don't actually live here, we're just here cleaning the carpets. It's your choice. <laughs> Most often we get tested in areas of our greatest weakness. If you have a problem with jealousy, don't be surprised if you see everyone who has more than you. You're looking forward to a weekend in Panguitch, Utah until your coworker tells you she's going to Europe for a couple of weeks. Krishna will put you right in the fire to see what you're made of. Are you going to be happy for your co-worker going to Europe or are you going to be envious? Are you going to think that's not fair? I work harder than she does. I come to church every Sunday. Why don't I get any of these good breaks? Uncomfortable situations are not coincidences. Krishna puts us there so problems can be highlighted, we can identify them and deal with them. Many tests come again and again and again and again. The sooner we deal with them, the better off we'll be. I'd love to tell you that if you deal with these things and let Krishna refine you, all the annoying things in your life will just disappear and evaporate. But that's not reality. But when your quality improves, what will happen is the annoying things won't go away, but they won't bother you anymore. You'll stay in peace. Because I've worked with Krishna, I've allowed him to make me and mold me, those tests have made me better. Something we'll all have to deal with at some point in time is not getting appreciation. At the office we do all the work and we don't get any credit. Maybe you've been volunteering at a hospice or a hospital or a shelter. For years and years you've offered your time free of charge there and nobody has yet complimented. In fact, it seems like they go out of their way not to express appreciation for you. It's not a coincidence, it's a test. Krishna is trying to teach us how to trust him in a greater way to not rely on other people's approval he's working something in us growing us up getting us prepared for greater things many 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 decades ago some of my godbrothers in the krishna conscious movement they came up to me and they told me "True, you speak very well you should try and leverage every opportunity that you get to speak and so i took their advice and i public gave public talks anytime that anyone invited me and those same devotees they would encourage me they would enthuse me they would uh, they would uh, inspire me but something interesting happened after a season when i was actually getting better and better and better and better at public speaking you would have thought or i would have thought that the compliments would increase but what happened was they decreased in due course of time I remember one Sunday, I gave what I thought was just about the best talk I'd ever given. And I was kind of standing around, like, hmm, waiting for someone to come up and say how much they enjoyed the talk. Not one single person said a single word. In fact, about 10 minutes later, my Bobby just about took my head off or something. She was very irritated. <laughs> You know, what was happening there? My fellow religious, they wanted to encourage me, they wanted to nurture me, they wanted me to embark upon that career, but they, they were under no obligation to continue to hold my hand four, five, six months, a year later. I had to reach a point of maturity where I had to learn to enthuse myself and not depend upon people for my worth or my validation, but just to be satisfied in as much as I'm honoring God and I'm keeping Him first place. Sometimes in your life, Krishna will cause people not to give you something so that you can grow up. I've come to realize that these are tests. Krishna is teaching me not to rely on what everyone thinks, not to live just to please people, but instead to be my best knowing that He's pleased with me. I heard of a minister who struggled in this same area. He lived for the compliments that he got after his Sunday message. He would even count the number of people that would come up to him. So one Sunday after he thought he'd given a particularly good message, he went to the back of the church where one of the volunteers sold his CDs week after week. So very eagerly, he said, how many of my CDs did you sell this week? And the man said, I didn't sell any of your CDs this week, but a lady who bought a CD last week came and returned it. (laughs) That was a test for him. That was a test to help him grow up. If your spouse is not complimenting you like she used to, that's a test. If you're doing all the work and not getting all the credit, that's a test. If people are overlooking you, take it in stride and pass that test. That's Krishna growing you up. It's easy to get a chip on your shoulder and think, nobody appreciates me, see what I do for them. No, keep a good attitude and say, Krishna, I'm going to be my best every day under you. If people don't give me credit, I know you'll give me everything that I need. Krishna wants us to get our approval, our value, our worth from Him. That way, we're not dependent upon other people. People will let you down. They have their own problems, their own preoccupations. They may be too busy. They're not always there when you need them. No one person can keep you cheered up, keep you feeling good about yourself, except the Lord within the heart. We start out like babies. We need love. We need appreciation. We need support for a season. Some of us, when we were little children, our parents used to cut up our food and feed it to us piece by piece by piece. They used to support us. They used to lavish and pour praise and self-esteem and confidence in us. But after a season, they want us to grow up. They want us to become mature. There's a period in time when Krishna says, I want you to depend not on people, but on me. He'll remove that crutch, that person who always keeps you cheered up that friend who always calls to compliment compliment you moves to a different city and you don't hear from them anymore. Krishna is saying, I'm everything you need, I'm your encouragement, I'm your approval, I'm your validation, I'm your friend, I love you, I'll never let you down. If He didn't knock that crush away, we would never grow up and become everything that He's created us to be. When we first came to Krishna consciousness, whatever it was, six months ago, one year ago, 20 years ago or 40 years ago everything seemed to fall into place the chanting was so powerful we'd make a prayer and that prayer would be answered the very 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 same day we would look at the deity and the deity would be vibrating and we'd think did I just see the deity smile at me 10 seconds ago like okay. that halva, halva was like a gift from God oh my gosh halva you know halva everything just seemed to be so right But after a season, you know, we didn't get that same sort of encouragement. After a season, you know, when we first came, we'd open the Bhagavad Gita at random, and the verse would say, even a little advancement on this path will save one from the greatest danger. And you'd say, yes, yes, that's what I want to hear. Later on, we opened the scripture at random, and it says, the envious and mischievous sink down to the lowest species of life. Our prayers no longer get answered the same day we made them, like they used to before. We don't get the same approval and support from the same people. Don't get discouraged. Take it as a compliment that Krishna is growing you up. He's maturing you. He's getting you ready for an amazing future. As long as we say children, we're not going to come into the inheritance that our Father leaves for us. As you grow up and let Krishna make you and mold you, the seeds of greatness that he's placed on the inside are going to take root and grow. We need to learn to encourage ourselves, to stay faithful, though our prayers are not being answered on our timetable. Don't rely on other people for their approval and their validation. Get up every morning and say, Thanks, Lord, that you approve me. You made me in your image. You breathed your life into me. You looked upon me as a masterpiece. The more we grow, the less dependent we become on what other people think or do or say or don't give us. Some of you today are frustrated. There's a prayer that's not being answered. There's a person who's not giving you the approval that they used to. You feel as if Krishna has forgotten all about you. Just the opposite. He's closely watching you. He's monitoring you. This is a test of your quality. He wants to see what you're made of. Now is not the time to get discouraged. It's not the time to think, what's the use? I'm never going to change. I'm stuck here. No, it's only a test. This is the time more than ever to dig in your heels and sow a seed of obedience. Do the right thing in spite of what somebody is not giving you. Keep praying even though it feels like Krishna went on vacation. Keep believing even though your mind is telling you it's never going to happen. It's never going to change. If you do that, you'll pass the test and you'll see a radical harvest. The test you're in is not permanent, it's only for a season. You keep moving forward. Don't fight against everything that's hard. Let Krishna make you and mold you. Work with Him. Be willing to make improvements, adjustments. He always wants you to come up higher. As you grow, Krishna is going to release that inheritance of peace joy, fulfillment, and prosperity that He has laid up for you. He's going to release favor in a greater way, bring across your past supernatural opportunities because you passed the test. That means victory is waiting in your future. And if you like to chant with me, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare.